Hi, this is Tom Compton. You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we've got an interesting topic. It's entitled, U.S. Churches Silent About Attacking Islam, Now Syria. As we speak right now, the U.S. and European powers are looking for an excuse to go to war, at least have some kind of military action. They have been supplying the rebels in Syria to some degree, and the buildup here is kind of like a replay of what happened in Libya, and we know lots of lives were taken, and it's another case that we as Americans should mind our own business. At least Russia is looking to be on the balance there, in all appearances looks to be more reasonable about this. But what we're going to talk about today, I'm going to have Leslie read Chuck's latest piece, is that the church has been silent a lot about these kinds of issues. And the war against Iraq was about oil, but it was also about attacking Islam as now our quote-unquote preferred enemy of choice now that communism is sort of by the wayside, fell out of power in, in the Soviet Union over 20 years ago. So, Leslie, why don't you read the report and then we'll talk about it. U.S. churches silent about attacking Islam, now Syria. Posted by Charles E. Carlson, August 27, 2013. One early sign of limited church awakening. Recently, Pastor Rick Henderson of South Mountain Community Church in Utah broke an unwritten taboo by naming two religious celebrities for teaching what he called unchristlike religion. Henderson's story, The False Promise and the Prosperity Gospel, Why I Called Out Joel Olstein and Joyce Meyer, received well-deserved generous space in the Huffington Post in which he wrote, quote, I have been preaching for 20 years. Yesterday I did something that I have never done before in a sermon. I publicly called out false teachers and named them by name. I used to think that their error was so blatantly obvious that they could be ignored. I was wrong. They are massively growing in popularity in the evangelical world and are seen as credible and helpful. Before I'm inundated with questioning emails, I want to share why I distrust these two and think you should as well. So don't shoot me, at least not yet. They both teach a twisted form of Christianity that teaches obedience, giving and faith as a way to get things from God. They are both products of what is known as the prosperity gospel and the word of faith movement or the seed faith movement, unquote. 
On his blog, Henderson correctly states, quote, What all false teachers share in common is that they undermine, reject, or redefine the promise of the gospel. They undermine the person and work of Jesus Christ. Develop noble-mindedness and biblical discernment by studying the Bible well. Then you can tell the difference between teachers who say something false from those who are false teachers. Finally, no one is anointed. Unquote. Prosperity preachers and faith healers are not the worst abusers of Jesus' words, for they only seek self-gain and in matters of politics carefully neutral, never rocking the political boat for fear of driving off a possible contributor or seeker of divine healing for a small contribution. But both Olstein and Meyer, frauds that they are, only take money from those who believe them. Other pastors are taking lives. I wrote Pastor Henderson, quote, Thanks for your courageous speaking out on prosperityism. You have indeed done a piece of God's work, but there is no time to rest in Jesus' kingdom. Now I ask what Jesus would say about America's continued descent into a new age of national executions called wars. Have you spoken out against the greater threat that is called Christian Zionism? of which there are literally thousands of pastors supporting and prospering on the political war machine. They are silent today as missiles and drones are prepared to destroy Syria by created civil war, making destitute the ordinary people of one Muslim state after another. And it's always in the name of correcting their leaders to make them more peaceful, is it not? Do you agree that race hatred against Islam is the politician's tranquilizer for every new destroy mission and that Jesus would and did denounce violence? Crusadism might be a good name for Christian-approved war-making. Who would Jesus bomb? This current issue upon us is Syria. The aggressor consists of USA, the Lone Ranger in a white hat, our ancient foe, Great Britain, our Tonto, the banker for the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, and the strangely silent but always at war, Israel. The United Nations acts as the straight man who reports that poisoned substances, weapons of mass destruction, cause death, but... The UN can't tell who is to blame. The Lone Ranger has already convicted the Assad regime, even if there is no hard evidence, of which we are told there is not. Russia, Saudi's oil rival Iran, China, and a few reluctant European states, including Germany, insist there is no need to be involved. They say only the opposition rebels have a motive to gas their own people, a motive being to induce the Lone Ranger to start the shooting. I spoke today to my longtime friend, author, filmmaker, and Muslim, Kareem Shabazz, 
an American by birth, that has just left the town of Hams in Syria to come home after 15 years there. He taught English in Syria in private adult schools for the likes of businessmen and government officials who wanted to be fluent in English. Karim told me he once taught Bashar al-Assad office staff. He speaks plainly about the situation there. He considers the Assad family dictators who are all about power with a private police force that can take life no questions asked. But Mr. Shabazz also says those trying to unseat the Assad dynasty are also power-hungry, and he has no doubts they would set up their own dictatorship if they win with the U.S. help. He also says the Israeli presence is constantly there, and when asked, he has no doubts that Israel would not think twice about using poison gas on Syrians if it would bring the USA in on their side. Karim tells me his native Syrian wife would welcome the American intervention, as would many natives tired of the Assad dynasty. But he also believes she does not understand what civil war would do to Syria and what it has done elsewhere, Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, or now Egypt. In popular fiction, the Lone Ranger I grew up listening to never killed an enemy. He shot the guns right out of their hands and turned them over to the law of the day. The U.S., quote, surgical strikes, unquote, and drone warfare do not work so cleanly. We kill and we leave others in charge who kill many more, and where we do not settle the matter of who the new boss is, chaos results as it has in Iraq. Most depressing is that all too many Americans are too busy or confused to care. They simply accept that what the Lone Ranger and Tonto tell them and they ignore the death count that follows. After all, aren't most Muslims and don't they have it coming to them? But churches are different. We think they have the responsibility to care, and a third of all Americans go to church once a week. That is power. They are the institutions that remind us of, quote, thou shalt not kill, unquote, quote, love your brother as you love yourself, unquote, even, quote, Love your enemy, unquote. Churches are, supposed to be, our reminder of good and evil in the world and the eternal promise of justice for both. Where are churches now on the issue of undeclared political acts of national assassination that have turned one after another ancient civilization into graveyards with playgrounds of depleted uranium? Christianity began when Jesus exposed the corruption of the failed and amoral Israelite system where Jesus spoke of the temple priests and Pharisees as, quote, sons of Satan, unquote, and, quote, generation of vipers, unquote. 
There are many examples of Jesus exposing evil teachings within the accepted order and not one example of him keeping silent in the face of religious evil. This writer takes hope from a small sound of righteousness from the pulpit of Pastor Rick Henderson, who we began talking about. He has shown willingness to challenge false teachers who, as he said, undermine, reject, or redefine the promise of Jesus. We need more from him and a few thousand like him to speak out against war and against those who are for war, even if this requires us to trample on the phony white hat of the Lone Ranger, whose silver bullets kill every time. Where is your pastor on war? When did you ask him? When did he publicly tell you what Jesus would want you to believe about Syria? Who would Jesus bomb? The most vile of the Antichrist pastors are those who have learned to build churches on a foundation of war, racial hatred, and fear that is the foundation of the war-based economy. Simply stated, too many businessmen and bankers are hooked on war as millions are hooked on drugs or booze. We got that way because governments always direct resources into war, an easy path for re-election and wealth for themselves and their friends. War is the banker's cocaine and the politician's aphrodisiac. We are a war-based economy. Where are the voices who speak out against it based on the immorality of it? Many have become war shills for cash, promoting the war on Islam that replaces the Cold War against communism 24 years ago with the first bombing of Baghdad. Churches who openly promote the war on Islam have deserved a name given to them by Israel, Christian Zionists. Rick Henderson is a pastor who blogs at churchesmessy.com. All right, thank you, Leslie, and thank you, Chuck, for that excellent piece that you've written. It is interesting that these pastors, for the most part, don't want to name any names, and it is encouraging to see this pastor challenging the likes of a Joel Olstein and a Joyce Myers. Recently, in my Sunday school class, I got up and asked during our prayer time for prayers that we would not go to war against Syria. And then the next week, I got up and said, blessed are the peacemakers, and urged people to contact their representatives and let them know about their opposition to going to war. And when I sat down, the lady in front of me leaned back and said, gee, I wish the pastor had said something about this. Anyway, here's an interesting side note about Joel Olstein coming from Israel Today, an Israeli publication. This was written Thursday, February the 3rd, 2011. 
And of course, here at We Hold These Truths, we would want to know, are these people, Joel Osteen, Joyce Myers, are they Christian Zionists? The indication has been neither, as far as we know, until I discovered this piece. It's entitled, Televangelist Joel Olstein Visits Israel, Expresses Love and Support. And here's what the article said. Joel Olstein and his wife, Victoria, pastors of the 43,000-member Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas, are in Israel this week to express their love and support for the Jewish people and their state. Osteen, who is watched by an estimated 7 million television viewers every week, had for years been reluctant to publicly support Israel. According to some reports, he had been pressed by other leading evangelists in the past to publicly back the Jewish state, but had chosen not to. It is unclear what caused the change, but a few months ago, Osteen invited the Israeli Council General in Houston to his church and announced that he would be leading a group to Israel. Quote, as Christians, Victoria and I feel that it is important to stand in support of the nation of Israel and the Jewish people, unquote, Osteen said in a statement released to the press. Quote, that's our Christian roots. That's where our faith started, unquote. On Thursday, the Osteens hosted a night of hope at the Jerusalem Theater that will be broadcast around the world by Trinity Broadcasting Network this weekend. The Osteens also met with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Israeli President Shimon Peres during their stay. Israelis are hoping the visit will spark a new wave of evangelical Christian tourism and support from those who may have previously not seen Israel as an important issue for the church, unquote. A very interesting article. Chuck, would you like to make some comments? Well, no, that's very interesting. I had not heard that uh, letter, and I have listened to Osteen painfully, and carefully noted that he did not, he stayed away, danced away from any political subject. He's completely apolitical in his approach, but this sounds terrible, and uh, it just simply shows that, uh, that Joyce Meyer is probably just as bad if you've got, got to look at her. So uh, I guess we should send that article to this Pastor Henderson and uh, ask him how he, how he would respond to that issue since he's talked about Osteen. Okay, well, thanks. That concludes our report for tonight. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tell a friend about our podcast, and please visit our website, whtt.org. You will find a wealth of information and resources like the latest Pharisee Watch and unheralded news articles. Also, you can order our new video, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Even though this video is copyrighted, we don't mind if you copy it as long as you copy all of it. Then you can educate your friends and acquaintances about the dangers of Christian Zionism. Start small, think big, and press on toward the straight gate.